were about 8,000 of them, but 120,000 of them were in archives and very difficult to reach. And sometimes the search bar didn't work as we now know. Uh, and so at first we thought we were just going to bring to the fore all the things that Merriman and Associates had found, 128,000 emails, 28,000 images, yada, yada. We did that very quickly. But my guys were so good, and one of them particularly said, I, I feel like there's more there, Jack. Can, can I look? I said, sure, yeah. All I know how to do is turn on my computer. I, that's about it. And he started searching. First thing we found were 4,000 little microscopic thumbnails of erased pictures. Uh, those pictures were uh, brought up. We can see them all. Then I'm sitting there. I've been on the phone, as you can imagine, all week. And he says, my God, I just found another 20 gigabytes of this and that and this and that. And ultimately, we found 450 gigabytes of what Hunter thought was erased material. Now, some of it was duplicate, but amongst those things were 80,000 images and videos. And... When my tech guy first started looking at them, it was very uncomfortable. Many of them were young girls, for some reason, sending pictures of, to Hunter with their tongues out. And I said, you've got to stop. You have to stop. If he meant to erase these pictures, there's, I was feeling there could be a high likelihood that there was something that no man or woman with a soul would want to see. And, and then I would be instantly obligated to go to the Swiss police. And I wanted to make sure before that eventuality had to come to pass that we had archived all the other material. Now, since then, we found thousands and thousands of PDFs we didn't know about. We believe that we've been able to scrape all the attachments. Um, we keep finding more and more things. And so that became quite horrifying. And uh, that's where we are, people. And in, in short order... I'm going to make it available to the world. My original intention on coming here was to make copies for the United States Senate, the House of Representatives, and U.S. law enforcement, because every single crime that Hunter committed, other than espionage, is also a state crime. All these crimes can be prosecuted at the state level. And as I said earlier, why would we wait for Mrs. Peter Strzok to do something about it? Because we know her husband didn't do anything about it because he testified against the president in the first impeachment while being in possession of Hunter's laptop. Here's something that I think everybody has to understand, and I've not gotten a clear answer. The Washington Post has not gotten a clear answer. Josh, I don't believe you've gotten a clear answer. The Senate Judiciary Committee, who finally contacted me about a month ago, had no answer. It appears that that FBI agent who picked up Hunter's laptop and those who he was associated with never filed Hunter Biden's laptop into evidence at the FBI. The FBI received the laptop on the 9th of December 2019, but they actually were informed of its existence earlier. Now, uh... What did they do about it? I don't know. I've not seen any confirmation that they've done anything. Uh, as far as I can tell, the, the trial in Delaware is about taxes. It's not about abusing children. It's not about trafficking women. It's not about putting in jail the crack dealers all across America who Hunter 
used to keep his habit up. And I think it's very important that I say this right now. The crack laws in the United States of America put almost 200,000 African-American males in jail. Anybody can look it up. The ACLU did a study about a lost generation. Joe Biden wrote that law. That law made one gram of crack cocaine equal to 100 grams of powder. And it destroyed entire communities. So BLM, if you're listening, I hope you're getting your, your blood pressure up. Because Hunter never got prosecuted. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another Digital Rebel podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. So here it is. Jack Maxey, the whistleblower who handed Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop to the media and to congressmen, who reveals he's got 450 gigabytes of deleted material, including 80,000 images and videos. Maxi has now fled to Zurich, Switzerland, fearing retaliation from the Biden administration. Well, well, well. Looks like Joe Biden's time as US president, it might just come to an end before he's even served his first term. Now what gets me is these people, they think they are untouchable and even above the law, allowing them to carry on living in their gangster's paradise a place where most of the world's politicians seem to congregate these days. A source who distributed Hunter Biden's laptop to congressmen and media, like I said, he's fled to Switzerland. He fears for his life from the White House. Jack Maxey, he gave a copy of the hard drive from Hunter Biden's uh, laptop to the dailymail.com back in spring 2021. He also gave copies of the material um, to the Washington Post and the New York Times and also Senator Chuck Grassley. Now he's a ranking Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee but he claims they all sat on it for months. For the past two weeks Maxi has been hiding in Zurich like I said but he's been working with IT experts to dig out more data from the laptop from hell, as they call it. Maxi, a former ho- uh, co-host of ex-Donald Trump advisor Steve Bannon's podcast, The War Room, claims he and his colleagues have found 450 gigabytes of deleted material. Like I said, including 80,000 images and videos and more than 120,000 archived emails. If they've been archived, they've been attempted to be deleted. He says that he intends to post them all online in a searchable database in the coming weeks. So that's one we can all look forward to looking at. Hunter Biden abandoned his laptop at a Delaware computer store back in 2019. Now the owner, John Mac Isaac, he gave a copy to Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani and Giuliani passed it on to Maxi. He says, I came here so that we could do a forensic examination of Hunter's laptop safely in a country that still respects human liberty and the ideals of liberal democratic principles. 
I do not believe this would have been possible inside the United States, he goes on to say. He says, we had numerous attempts on us from trying to do things just like that. So, Maxi, after contacting the Daily Mail about the laptop last year, he says that black suburban SUVs appeared outside his house and former US intelligence officer friends he shared copies with told him that they've received strange phone uh, strange phone calls as well. He said, I showed this to a friend of mine in desperation in February 2021 because nobody would listen to me. No news organisations would take it. In fact, the very first major news organisation to take it was the British media's Daily Mail. Very dear friends of mine, the sharp tip of the spear, were making welfare calls to me every day, basically to see if he was still alive. So Maxi claims... Uh, one former intelligence agency senior staffer told him soon after he received the hard drive in 2020 if you don't release uh, if you don't release enough of this so that they know you can release all of it I'm telling you brother you're a dead man that's how they work isn't it CIA and all them motherfuckers if they don't get what they want they just pop you off so Maxi, he took their advice in October 2020 and posted batches of emails and other files from the laptop on file sharing sites. But after an hour, the links were taken down. Maxi said he believes the US government was hunting down files from the laptop posted online and flagged them to companies. They were <coughs> five drop boxes. Uh, there were five drop boxes, two in the United States, uh, one in New Zealand and two in the UK. Now all the same drop boxes in which they tell us child pornography is shared around the globe without any consequence because they can't look at it. These are all five eyes countries, English speaking countries in an intelligence sharing agreement and they were all ripped down. So this means that our intelligence services, who still have not even acknowledged that they have Hunter Biden's laptop, were obviously diligently doing cache searches across the internet to find out if any of this stuff was being released. Now that should terrify every single decent person in the West. Maxi said one reason he chose Switzerland as a hideout was because the only file sharing site that did not take down the laptop files was Swiss Transfer, a file sharing service based in the historically politically neutral country. The former Bannon podcast co-host said he is absolutely livid with the FBI, who he believes slow walks their investigation into Hunter and failed to enter the laptop they received from Mac Isaac into evidence for months and months. According to the New York Times, files from the laptop are now part of the evidence in Hunter's federal prosecution for alleged tax fraud, money laundering and illegal foreign lobbying. Among the files on the laptop are a raft of emails and documents showing Hunter's dealings with Burisma, the Ukrainian gas firm that became the centre of Trump's first impeachment, if you remember, back in 2019, late 2019. 
Trump was accused of pushing Ukrainian President Zelensky to announce investigations into Biden, uh, into the Bidens and Burisma for alleged corruption. Maxi claims that the uh, that they had the FBI come forward in 2020 with emails showing the details of Hunter's work for Burisma. If they did that, Trump would have been vindicated, but the FBI didn't. The FBI had this on the 9th of December 2019. He said, I suppose the first person betrayed was a sitting US President, Donald Trump, in an impeachment hearing, when the FBI had the evidence in their hands to have that end instantly, and they did nothing. The second group of people to be betrayed were all of the Democratic candidates in the spring primaries that year. He added, the American people were utterly betrayed because I guarantee you that Joe Biden couldn't run for dog catcher (laughs) if the American people knew about this laptop. In emails from the hard drive, Hunter and his business partners make apparent references to Joe's involvement in a multi-million dollar deal with the Chinese government linked oil giant CEFC. Well, 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 Mr. Joe Biden. So, one infamous May 2017, emailed by Hunter's partner James Gilliar, he suggests 10% of the equity in the deal would go to the big guy. Obviously, talking about Joe Biden. A phrase that consistently used throughout Hunter's communications that refer to his father. Other emails show that Joe and Hunter shared a bank account and also paid each other's bills. Strange one. Maxi also uh, rallied against the Senate Judiciary Committee and its GOP ranking member Chuck Grassley for failing to respond to his offer of the laptop last year. I have a lot of admiration for Chuck Grasley, or I did, said Maxie. I wrote a very reasoned, rational, respectful letter to Chuck Grasley and delivered him a copy of the laptop that arrived on the 8th of July. And he says he's got the receipt, the, the signed receipts to prove it. I never heard a word back from the Senate Judiciary Committee, even once, he said. A spokesman from Grasley told the media that an investigator for the senator spoke at length with Mr. Maxey about the hard drives he provided to various entities in Washington and noted that conducted uh, conducting appropriate due, uh, due diligence in order to conduct a credible investigation takes time. Um, how much time do you want, mate? Oh, 75 years? Just like the Pfizer data scandal? I'll go on. The the spokesman said Grassley has been investigating the Biden family's foreign financial engagements since the summer of 2019 and has been collecting bank records to independently verify the uh, the revelations on Hunter Biden's laptop. Upon receiving the laptop, Senator Grassley's uh, and Senator Johnson's investigation focused largely on collecting bank records that independently verify content on the laptop and corroborate the Senator's early reports. Weeks before the New York Post first published material from the laptop in October 2020, 
Grassley wrote, uh, co-wrote a report with Senator Ron Johnson, publishing bank documents obtained by his committee, evidencing millions of dollars sent by the Chinese to Hunter and his uncle, uh, Joe's brother, Jim Biden. So Grassley pointed to more documents showing the flow of funds from CEFC to Hunter and Jim in a speech to Congress this week. Maxi also gave a copy of the hard drive to the Washington Post back in June 2021. The paper took nine months to authenticate it, publishing its first story announcing the validity of the laptop this week. That's a long time to, you know, authenticate something. The paper hired experts using similar techniques to the top cyber forensics experts used to validate the laptop last spring. Maxi also gave hundreds of documents from the laptop to the New York Times, which finally admitted it was real in a story two weeks ago. He claimed that even Fox News, which has covered stories arising from the laptop extensively, declined to take a full copy of the hard drive from him, receiving only batches of certain documents instead. If you have an honest press who are willing to report the bad stories and uncover the corruption, then we as voters are more informed about who we should uh, have in elected office. And they failed us miserably, Maxi said. In the prior months, both newspapers prominently reported claims the laptop was Russian disinformation, if you remember. More than 50 top former intelligence officers, uh, officials wrote an open letter casting doubt on the laptop's provenance back in October 2020, claiming, claiming it has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Signatories including former CIA directors or acting directors John Brennan, uh, Leon Panetta and Michael Hayden and former National Intelligence Director James Clapper. They essentially declared in their best opinion, you notice how they always use weasel words, that this is a fabrication of elves in the basement of the Kremlin. <clears throat> Still to this day, I can't understand how Panetta, Clapper, Hayden and Brennan declared it to be a fabrication. Maxi believes the cover-up of Hunter's laptop is a bipartisan problem and said he wants to see an entire new Congress to investigate it in open hearings. They've got an election coming up in the fall and he's, he said, My prayer is that every member of the United States House and Senate who are running for office this year get replaced, Republicans and Democrats. We need to take the country back, he claims. And you know what? That's pretty much true. Americans do need to take their country back. But it's not just America. Us here in the UK, in England, we need to take our country back also. From bumbling Boris Johnson and his cohorts. Now, the big question is, will the American judicial system do its job and investigate it without any political corruption getting involved? Or will they just brush it under the carpet, just like they did the COVID-19 vaccine injuries. 
only time will tell my friends now that brings me over nicely to the next topic for us to discuss covid19 vaccine injuries mainstream media they just can't hide it any longer and are slowly starting to ask questions so we'll go to the miami open tennis now that seems to be the elephant in the room the mainstream media refuses to discuss but they ain't got no choice now and they are starting to report on it slowly so here we are right miami open tennis tournament 15 fully vaxxed players are forced to quit due to health problems um, during the competition after see <clears throat> after receiving these vaccines we are now seeing among the professional sporting and athletic community are now experiencing major chest pains myocarditis strokes syncope uh, shortness of breath and even death some of the world's top athletes are either collapsing on the field or the court or becoming too weak to play their respective um, sports at the miami open 15 fully vaccinated players withdrew during the competition leaving spectators baffled some of the crowd's favorites had to leave the competition early including paula bedoza from spain and yannick sinner from italy they retired from their quarterfinal contest on the same day earlier rafael nadal had to leave the court for treatment after experiencing chest pain during his match against Taylor Fritz in the Indian Wells final. He was able to continue, but was clearly struggling with his breathing as the unheralded Fritz completed an upset and handed Nadal his first loss of the season. All three players succumbed to the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine mandate imposed by the Australian Open in 2021 their health has apparently deteriorated since then it was the australian open that banned well-informed unvaccinated players from the sport the number one men's player uh, novak djokovic faced discrimination for cho uh, choosing not to partake in this forceful experiment although djokovic was persecuted at least his heart, his brain and his immune system can still function normally. Despite being slandered and discriminated against, he can still play his favourite sport with dignity and has retained authority over his health and body autonomy. Covid-vaxxed Scottish cyclist John Paul goes down a Tour de France uh, March 2022. Paul was 28 when he passed away. Even the corporate media is reporting on the medical anomalies. Yahoo Sports published an article titled What's Going On? Tennis World Stunned After Miami Open Carnage. So during the Miami Open, you had five fully vaccinated men had to retire from the competition. Matt Morang of Germany, Riley Apelka from the United States, Holger Rune of Denmark, Yannick Sinner of Italy, and Jan Leonard 
Struff of Germany. And there was also 10 women, all fully vaccinated, had to retire. And they were Victoria Azarenka from the Belarus, uh, Paula Bedosa from Spain, as I mentioned, Dalma Galfi of Hungary, Caroline Garcia of France, and Helena um, Kalinina of the Ukraine, Anna Kalin, uh, Kalinskaya of Russia, Carolina Muchova of the Czech Republic, and also of the Czech Republic, Katrina Siniakova. From Denmark, there was Clara Torsen, and from Belgium, Marina um, Zanevska. So that's the list of people, of tennis players, five men and ten women, that all had to quit the Miami Open uh, this year. They couldn't carry on playing because of complaining of chest pains, shortness of breath, and all that malarkey. It seems to me that because of the truth seekers of this world, who just won't shut up and keep quiet about these atrocities, still ongoing throughout the whole world, then mainstream media cannot carry on ignoring the issue. The question is, if 15 tennis stars from one competition fail to complete their games because of what can only be described as vaccine injuries, then how many people from the general public will this be happening to worldwide? Time to wake up and smell the coffee, my friends. I hope you enjoyed listening. Until next time, toodaloo.